We all crave connection. At our core, we all want to feel loved and understood. Hi, I'm Nechami, founder of Carmela Cosmetics, a company that produces high-performance natural beauty products and is dedicated to uniting and empowering women through the power of color. This is We Are Women, a podcast where women speak their truth and celebrate their victories. This podcast came about as a way to give a voice to all women because we all have stories to share. It's a place where we'll learn about each other and ourselves, dive into important issues that affect us, discover all that we have in common, and make some memories. So pour yourself a glass of bread and get comfortable. Every night is ladies' night, and we are women. Tonight's podcast features Danielle Labiola, who started off her career as a lawyer and now runs a business with her 11-year-old twin children, which focuses on creating and inspiring kindness and happiness starting from a young age. We cover such a wide range of topics, starting from choosing law as her career, why she chose to conduct herself in certain ways contrary to the stereotypical lawyer persona, the importance of staying true to yourself and who you are in any profession, disregarding what you're supposed to do or be and being authentic to yourself and embracing your gifts. She also shared the story of her passion and business called Crafting Character, the foundation of the secret of life's success, her journey in creating kindness, happiness, and positive character traits in her children, and the importance of including your children and bringing them along in your business. We also spoke about how being an imperfect parent is actually the perfect parenting style and more. So this was such an interesting conversation and I can't wait for you to listen in and feel empowered. Apparently, I completely transformed in first grade from this like very quiet, shy, you know, little person to this outgoing, explosive kiddo, you know, who just didn't want to close her mouth. <laughs> so I had a lot to say, like after first grade, but first grade, um, I was, you know, quiet and shy. And, you know, my mom got called in um, by the teacher because the teacher thought it was, you know, something's wrong because I'm not talking. But after first grade, um, I would have described myself as just like a super happy, confident, outgoing, joyful kid. Um, yeah. What changed? Well, no. So you mean in that one year? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't exactly know. Um, but when I was, so when I was in kindergarten, the year before that, um, my dad died like Mm. traumatically um, in an airplane crash. Right. So completely unexpected American airlines. Um, so I don't know, you know, if that had something to do with that little transition period in there. Um, but yeah, after first grade, you know, I was very outgoing, you know, but that first grade year, um, I think I was, still very happy that first grade year I was just quiet so you know maybe I was processing a lot you know quietly inside I'm not sure but after first grade I was you know super outgoing and yeah my childhood actually was really awesome even though that traumatic event happened um you know when I was so young wow yeah that's very traumatic yeah no it you know it was it was an awful event. Um, but when you are that little, um, you're not actually able to deal with it. So your body kind of protects you from it and doesn't really process it. So I didn't fully process, um, my dad passing away, um, until I fell in love for the first time. And then it sort of came out, you know, at that time. So when I was younger, um, it happened right before my sixth birthday, actually, a couple days before my sixth birthday. Um, You know, I just, uh, it's almost like you block it, you know, because I think your body and your your brain just have to. Right. That makes sense. That makes total sense. 
yeah, until you're better able to um, kind of deal, you know? Right, right. Yeah. So tell me about like your journey from, I guess, high school to becoming a lawyer. Like what, what interested you about that career? Why did you decide to go for that? So, um, you know, growing up, um, I was just, you know, a happy, joyful, confident kiddo. Um, and I had, to be honest, I didn't actually know what I wanted to do. It's not like I had this like, you know, long history of wanting to be a lawyer. Um, but I needed to figure it out. And so my mom and I sat down and said, okay, what the heck am I going to do? Um, and we made lists and she asked me, my mom, my mom is awesome, by the way. Like she is just like, I just want to be here. She's really, really awesome. Really. She is like my mentor. And so, you know, she sat down with me and she said, okay, like, let's figure this out. Like, do you want to be outside or inside? <laughs> like, do you want to, you know, what kind of groups of people do you want to work with? And we, we whittled it down to two things. I was either going to be the director of an assistive living facility, or I was going to do elder law. And, um, I love elderly people. I always have had, I've always had this like love for them. And so I knew I wanted to work with them. And from there, I just decided, okay, I think, you know, the law route better suits my personality. And so that's how I ended up going to law school was I had decided I wanted to practice elder law. So when I got to law school, you know, that changed. Um, but that is, you know, kind of the route that I took in um, becoming a lawyer. Yeah, that's why. Nice. So how did it change once you were in law school? Well, so once I got into law school, you know, then I kind of figured out um, what I enjoyed, what I didn't enjoy, what classes, you know, interested me. And um, when I had wanted to practice elder law, I had thought it was going to be more about advocating, you know, for elderly people who had been abused and whatnot. And what I found out uh, after taking an elder law class was that it is primarily probate, right? That sort side of things. And that like didn't really interest me at all. And so, um, you know, I just realized, okay, no, if 80% of this or 90% of this is going to be probate, like that's not for me. So um, when you're in law school, you do internships. You know, so after my first year, I did an internship at a law firm. And then after my second year, I did an internship. And so you kind of, um, as you're going through the process of law school, you're also able to figure out like what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy. You know, do you, are you more of a research person? You kind of like to stay in the office or like, do you really enjoy, you know, getting out court appearances, depositions, or, you know, what kind of floats your boat? So that's when I figured out, like, I really enjoyed being with people, taking depositions and getting into court and, you know, that side of things. And um, that I was kind of okay with, with any topic, as long as I didn't have like a moral problem with it, you know? So I was really okay with, you know, doing a handful of different types of law, as long as I was going to be active and you know, not just sitting in the office all day long. Um, so yeah, so I ended up practicing uh, products liability part of the time. Well, I started out in insurance defense. No, I started out originally in med mal uh, plaintiff's side. Um, and my brother is a doctor and he said, okay, this is not going to work. Like you, <laughs> you cannot be suing doctors. Like how the heck am I supposed to build a practice? My peers are all going to hate me. Like, that's not going to work for me, Danny. Like you've got to, you know, and so I'm like, okay, well, I don't really want to sue doctors anyways. You know, um, that's not my, my thing. So, um, then I ended up going into insurance defense, like for that summer after second year. And then I kind of landed more in the products liability defense side of things, but I also did some business litigation as well, but mostly cool. on the defense. Yeah, the defense side, except for that first summer. Okay, nice. Yeah. 
So you did quite a lot. Okay. So when we spoke last week, you mentioned to me how it was very important for you not to become like, you know, what? I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you go for it and, and talk about like what you, how you tried to, you know, maintain your femininity and about like the thoughts and, and your goals, the way that you practice law. Well, yeah. So, it, you know, it actually um, wasn't even my own idea, but um, yeah, after my first year or during my first uh, internship, the head partner that I was working with, um, who was a great mentor to me, he said, okay, you know, you just joined me in a, I believe it was a deposition. Um, and I was super aggressive. He was talking to me and he said, I want you to think about though, um, how you want to practice law, because the reality is we're very different people. You know, he was this big man and, you know, here I am this, you know, blonde, you know, looking like a cheerleader type woman. And he said, you know, we all have different gifts and different, um, you know, ways that we can go about getting the results that we need to get in law. So just think about what that looks like for you, because, you know, the way that you present, I don't know that being this bulldog is going to work as well for you, you know, and it was interesting at first I thought, oh, that's not, that's not really fair. Like, what do you, you know, what are you saying? Like, I can't be aggressive and like, that's like, that's not cool. And then I kind of realized, no, actually it's a gift, right? Because so many times I think, you know, people go into professions, for example, law, and we try to fit into this mold, right? Like, oh, you got to be a tough, you got to be this tough, aggressive, you know, kind of personality in order to succeed at law. Or if, you know, you're a journalist, you got to be, you know, this certain way in order to be successful. And he had kind of opened my eyes to realize that isn't actually the case. So don't just adopt that way of thinking, right? You have your own set of gifts and circumstances in which you can work with and figure out what works best for you, what you're most comfortable with, and what is going to help your clients the most get the results that they need. And so it was a really good point that he brought up that stuck with me the entire time I was practicing law because it's true. Like if I had walked into a room and been as aggressive as he had been, you know, he looked like this tough guy and I would have looked, you know, like, you know, this moody, crazy, like it just wouldn't have come off the same way that it had come off when he did it, whether it's fair or not fair. I mean, it just, it's kind of a fact, right? We all present differently. So, um, I kind of thought about, okay, well, who am I? And like, how, you know, how do I want to practice law? And so I practiced it a different way than, you know, well, a lot of people practiced. Right. And I, I just want to clarify that, um, to make, sure, make sure I understand what you're saying. So you, you're not saying that women can be aggressive if that's their personality. Sometimes women are, but you happen to not be that type of person. So therefore for you, it wouldn't work because that wasn't you. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, absolutely. What, what I'm saying is, you know, that's not who I am. I would have come off wrong, right? I would have come off. Yeah, it wouldn't have been authentic. It wouldn't have worked for me. Um, no, there's plenty of women who, you know, that would definitely work for and they would be taken as like, you know, like a bulldog, don't mess with that lady, you know, and it would work for them and it would be a good thing. Um, I think, you know, this this mentor of mine knew that, that I'm not like this, you know, aggressive, I'm a go-getter, that's for sure, but I'm not, you know, that wasn't my style. And he wanted me to, you know, be aware of that I needed to think about what my style was and make sure that I was true to who I was. Yes. I love that. And it's so interesting because I think that women in general, it's always interesting to find female lawyers who are softer because I think the stereotypical lawyer is that aggressive bulldog lawyer whether it's female or male you know yeah and I mean 
Yeah, it's like, I don't even know, to be honest, if I would describe myself as even softer, because I was still, you know, loud, outgoing, you know, talked a lot. It's not like I'm, I've never, you know, been told that I'm a nice, like gentle, <laughs> necessarily <laughs> presence. But I, you know, my style is to, you know, make sure that I am um, being you know, always thinking of value first kindness, you know, am I treating that person with respect, whether or not, um, you know, they've treated me that way. Um, and it was just, and I'm not saying other lawyers don't, but it, just for me, I'm just saying, you know, it was sort of a good realization to have that, Hey, you know, even though, you know, Mark over there is opposing counsel, I don't have to start or myself on an aggressive foot, I can call them and say, Hey, you know, you want to grab lunch and talk about this case. Like maybe there's other options than diving into, you know, spending a whole lot of money right up front. You know, maybe we need to talk about something, you know, or maybe there's other options. And I think, you know, it's so true for so many professions that, you know, we don't have to like shove ourselves into this sort of stereotype way of handling it. I think it's refreshing to bring a different style to your profession, you know, and be your true authentic self. And I think it will help you uh, excel as well. That's so true. So true. It's like just finding what works for you and finding, finding your authentic self. Yeah. Bringing that to the table. And speaking of that and kindness and, you know, character traits, you mentioned how you like to talk about, and I think it's part of your brand, right? Um, About creating certain habits of certain character traits can help people? Oh yeah. Yeah. So my business that we've just launched is called crafting character. And what we do is we take, um, character building and character development for children to the next level. So instead of just using stories to teach a particular character trait, we use stories to teach. And then we have these stuffed animal tools that help children to create new habits so that they can actually build that character trait into their own personality so that it shines through. Nice. So, yeah, so that's my business. And um, I was just saying, yeah, that's kind of been my style, you know, since day one is, you know, my mom taught me that is, you know, treat people how you want to be treated. Um, be kind. Um, I've never felt that um, handling things that way leads to a lesser result it always ends up leading to a better result right and I love how you said about um like the best kept secret which is that creating certain habits of certain character traits lead to other ones yeah well so yeah the reason I think character building is like the best kept secret is because you know us as a society and parents right now in general a lot of us myself included and that's why I created the system, but a lot of us focus on success, right? Our child's success and their happiness and getting them to the top. And that is kind of our goal, right? Go, go, go get to the top. And, um, I was doing that as well. And what I realized that with my own kids is it wasn't working, right? I was raising kids who are a little bit entitled. Um, they weren't, you know, displaying um, the kindness that I was looking for, that I was hoping to see. And so, you know, I researched it and figured out, okay, focusing on success and individual happiness does not get you to success and individual happiness. It gets you to an anxious, depressed, um, you know, non-risk taking child. And the best kept secret, this is where it comes in, sorry for my long-winded answer, but the best kept secret I think like literally in the world is that you got to do the reverse. You got to focus on character and giving to others and service to others, kindness, right? Others. And when you do that, and when you make that pivot, um, that is when you get an awesome kid who, you know, is kind and caring and also gets to success even faster, gets to happiness even faster. Um, it's like the, um, the fast lane, the carpool lane, when every, when, you know, in, in the horrible traffic, it's like the carpool lane. And it just, to me, it's like the best kept secret ever because these things are free. 
like everybody can do it. And it leads to, you know, healthier kids who age more slowly, who have less inflammation, who are more popular, who get better grades in school, who end up making more money later in life, you know, who are more confident, who end up being leaders, you know, and it's like, okay, wait a second. Why don't we all know about this? This is crazy. Right. So that's why I call it the best kept secret because it's like, oh my gosh, like, I wish I had known about this. Right. Right. It makes total sense. I mean, those people who have been kind and giving to other people ever since they were kids, they're usually like that as adults and they're usually pretty successful. Well, and you know, it's like people don't realize there is with some of these things, there's a more positive effect to the giver, to the one who's doing the kind act than the receiver. So there are literally chemical things that happen in our bodies when we do kind acts for other people or when we, you know, display healthy giving, you know, it's not like we want to, people to just walk all over us, but when we are kind to other people, there are um, things that happen in our body immediately that um, give us an advantage, you know, that make us happier, that help us to be more confident, that make us healthier and happier. And, you know, so, um, I mean, it does make sense. And I think when I say it, it's like, well, yeah, it makes sense. You know, but part of the problem is, okay, but how do we actually help our kids then to be this way, right? Like not just learn about it because we all read books to our kids about all these different character traits, but like we want our kids to live this way to actually have the benefits of being a kind person, right? And have people out there notice like, wow, that kid is killing it, right? And so that's where the habit creation part comes in because, you know, just learning about something, and this is true for everything in life, just learning about it isn't enough, right? We have to change the way that we're thinking, the way that we're feeling and the way that we're acting. And so that's where habit creation comes in. You know, if you want to be a good baseball player, you need to create habits of a good, baseball swing, right? If you want to be a good speaker, you need to create habits, uh, you know, of what you need to do in order to connect with your audience. If you want to be a kind person, you know, learning about it isn't enough. You actually have to create habits, which requires something, a little something every day so that, you know, you can start to form a habit, a different way of thinking. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So how did you start your kids doing this? Cause you said you already, like you already had kids that you're raising. So you wanted to change stuff. Right. So how'd you do it? Right. Right. So basically, um, you know, when I realized this problem, you know, and to go back, I mean, I, I had, I had a really hard time getting pregnant. And so once I finally had my kids, like I was all in, I was like, Oh, I am going to nail this parenting thing. And so I was just you know, we were going everywhere, doing everything, you know, we were using our small muscles. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we were doing it, we were nailing it. And so, you know, and all my friends are like, Whoa, you are like, you know, all in and all in mama. And I was like, Oh yeah, no, I'm not going to mess this up. And <laughs> yet, the irony is I was totally messing it up. I was, you know, giving, you know, focusing so much on their individual happiness and success and not their service to others, not what they, you know, their kindness. And so I was actually totally messing up. So then when I realized this and I researched it and I talked to experts, I decided, okay, well, you know, how am I going to actually help my kids to change? And that's when I came up with the systems and realized, okay, it's not only teaching, it's also habit formation. And how can I make this fun? Right. Something that kids would actually want to do a something that parents would be willing to do be because it can't take that long, right? None of us have any extra time in our day. So it needs to be something that parents can integrate like in their car while they're driving their kids to school or while they're running errands or whatever. And so, you know, I just came up with this, okay, I'm going to write these stories that teach character traits. And then I'm going to have the hero from the, from the book um, have part of its pieces missing, 14 of its pieces missing. And the kids will write every day what the act they've completed on one of the pieces. And then they'll watch their little stuffed animal grow all of its missing pieces, right? As they are forming their habit. And, um, you know, so I designed, actually my kids designed some of them too. So my kids are very involved in my business. 
And so it's kind of our business. And um, <laughs> so they helped me design, you know, and then we kind of took it from there. I, I wrote the books, they edited the books. Um, and then they were like all things design, you know, hug, hug patrol, like, is this ladybug soft enough? Nope. It goes back. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I have like two opposite kids, you know? So one was like, it's wonderful. It's perfect. And one was like, nope, material scratches. It goes back like what, you know, so I have the encourager that's like all pep talk, you know, all positive like that. And then I have the one that's like, nope, nope. This one doesn't work. Nope. Antenna's too long. Nope. You know, so it's really great to like have, and they're twins, you know, so it's oh. boy girl twins. Yeah. How old so are they? Cool. They are 11 now. Nice. Yeah. So they helped me and then we designed, you know, these fun systems and um, yeah. So now they're starting to win awards, which is really cool. So we submitted two of the books um, recently to a indie book competition and they both won. So we cool. took first and second place. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that's how we designed them. And then, you know, I just had my kids start using them. Right. And it's as simple as they knew the story by heart, right. Since they were involved with it, but then you look in the back of the story, it says, now it's your turn. You know, it has like 50 to hundred ideas to get started and you just choose one. So they would say, all right, you know, we would have it in our car actually mm-hmm. on the way to school. I would say, choose your kind act. And so if they couldn't come up with something on their own, they'd just choose it, you know, from the list that we had created. And, you know, most of these acts take two minutes, you know, they were doing them usually at school, but, you know, I mean, write a, write something on a post-it note that's kind and stick it to your neighbor's car window done, you know, two minutes, but it's, it's repeating the action. It's, you know, doing it day in and day out so that you start to think differently, right? You're going out now into the world looking for opportunities to serve others versus looking for opportunities to win yourself. Mm, yeah. yeah. And ironic, you know, that that's the coolest best kept secret is that you do end up winning more when you act this way. When you come from a service based perspective, you know, looking for ways to help others. Um yeah. So that's, that's how we got started. And then we just took these systems that we created and now, you know, are offering them um, to other parents and kids, you know, who need it. Um, Not because we're experts, by no means are we experts. I still mess up all the time, but because we're not experts because we needed it so badly ourselves, we still need it in our family all the time. And, and I think that is kind of the whole key here right? Like we don't need to be perfect. We don't need to be, you know, asking ourselves for perfection. What we need as parents and as kids is to say, it's okay to mess up. Not a problem. Our intent needs to be good. And we just need to keep trying, trying to become better. And that's what these do. I mean, I think that really anyone could use it. Any, all children could use it. doesn't matter how their parents raise them. Like, it's just a nice addition to like the cherry on top. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, and, um, (laughs) I use them too, quite frankly. So, you know, I, if I'm, I mean, there's a whole lot to this, but you know, like, like the other day, um, when I was bummed, right. I was having a, a, like a week where I was really bummed and not happy about something with the business. And, um, my daughter, this is what got me back on the horse and like, okay, go, 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 Danny, this works. My daughter, said, put her armor on me and said, okay, first of all, like I'm watching you, you know, so don't you dare give up on anything. But second, I think you need to go make a gratitude list. And I think you need to go do some kind acts for some other people because she knows the chemical reaction that would happen in my body. If I went and did those things, it's like an instant, like, it's like taking a pill that makes you happy instantly writing down a gratitude list and doing a kind act for somebody else. There is literally chemical reactions that go on in your body that give you an instant boost. So it was like, okay, that's awesome. You know what? This stuff works. Um, you know, and so I use it, I use all the tools that I've learned, but the cool thing is, is I know my kids have it too, right? They have it in their pockets 
for to pull out whenever they need it. And I think, yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful addition to anybody's life because character is what it's really about, right? Like we're not trying to just be the best in one area, right? Or like kill it at school or be the best in our job. No, we're trying to be the best that we can be in life, right? It's, it's every area. We're trying to be the best people we can be, fulfill our dreams, right? Meet our purposes and help our kids do the same, be all that we can be. Well, you just can't do that without having good character. I, I really don't think it's possible. Yeah, I agree with you. And I just want to point out, look at what a great mom you are, that your 11-year-old kid suggested that you make a gratitude list. And what was the other thing, the character building? like the- Yeah, do, do some kind acts for people. You know, I don't know. I don't know if it says that I'm such a good parent or if it says that I have such a good kid. Like I seriously felt the role reversal and I have felt this. I mean, this little one, she is 11 going on 40. And I mean, be ready if you do these systems to have your kids call you out. Right. So it's, you know, like I said, I am an imperfect mom and I have come to realize that that's okay. Like as long as I'm role modeling for my kids that I'm trying my best. So, you know, they call me out all the time. Like, wait a second, mom, I heard what you just said on the phone. Like, you know, is that something that you would want, you know, to represent crafting character? And it's like, oh gosh, oh my goodness. Okay. (laughs) You know? And so on the one hand, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't, you know, I need to be careful. And then on the other hand, I'm like, no, you know what? Yes. I need to be careful. But at the same time, I'm human. And I'm going to say to myself, yes, I fell off the horse today. That wasn't, you know, something that displayed my best character, but honestly, it's okay. Cause I'm human and I'm going to try not to do that and forgive myself very quickly and let it go, you know, cause it's like, come on guys, you know, all we can do is our best. And I think if we have good intent, that's what truly matters. Uh, absolutely. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, because you took like what you, I guess what you would call, right. I'm not saying this, you said this, so, like your okay. parenting mistake to help right. you grow and learn. Yeah. Yeah. And that is just, that's really incredible. Cause it really shows a lot about you and your character traits that you were like, okay, this is not working. Like, let me switch gears. Let me figure something out. And then I'm going to help everybody else, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, to be totally transparent, I am a little bit scared for our kids today you know, and I just see, um, I see them and I'm, I, you know, my kids are clumped in this for sure. Like I, you know, it's not like we have everything worked out, you know, cause we're with everybody else, but like, I see our children crawling over each other to get to the top. And I think that that is a little bit to do with our messaging of like, you need to be the best. You need to be number one. Well, number one, if there's 30 kids in a class and you only have, you know, one number one spot, like, you know, that does not encourage, um, peers to kind of grab each other's hands and bring them up with you. Right. And so, um, focusing on this success, it's like, I think, you know, we're kind of getting these kids who are very anxious, depressed. They don't want to take risks because what if they fail? I mean, it's either number one or like loser. And so overall it scared me. And I felt like, okay, not only do I need to help my kids, but I want to help other parents learn from my mistakes because maybe they're having the same mistakes. Like maybe, I mean, I know I had really great intent as a parent and yet I was still focusing on their own happiness and their own success. And so I just thought, you know, we need to get all these kids and all these parents to buy into it, to try it and realize oh my gosh, it actually works. And the coolest thing about it is it's also contagious. So for those parents out there who are like, no, 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 my kid's not going to be the only one being a kind kid. And then they're going to get stomped all over by all the other kids because nobody's kind at school. I hear you. I was, you know, worried about the same sorts of things. The cool thing about this is, is people have goodness in them that wants to come out and giving and kindness and these great things are very contagious. And so the second someone starts doing it, it like ripples exponentially and other people just start doing it. 
So, you know, you find yourself oftentimes like in a group, right? Where you're like, whoa, these people are just so much better over here. They're so much kinder. Well, it's not probably that those people are all that much better than the other group over there. It's that somebody set the expectation. Somebody started it off to say like, oh, hey guys, you know, I brought you all coffee, you know, so that everybody's day would be better. And then it's like, that just resets everybody whether you want it to or not, it just puts you in a better place where now you are much more apt to give and act that way because the kind of the stage has been set. So that works with kids too. For sure. And even more so with kids because you're ingraining it into them as they're literally forming their mindsets, their brains, their body, everything, their emotions, whatever, you know what I mean? So it's so much more powerful. Yes. Well, And here is a crazy stat or a crazy research little nugget that I found as I was creating these systems. Some research says that the habits that are most ingrained in us, even as teens and adults were formed by the age of nine. So that's a little scary. That was a little scary for me because I was like, oh gosh, I've wasted six years, (laughs) like doing the exact opposite of what I was supposed to be doing. Um, But it, it kind of makes you realize like the time is now, right? Like this, these developing kids, they are really taking in what we are teaching them through our actions, through our words, through, you know, all of this. And if we can reach them at a young age and, you know, push this, you know, and say, okay, this is super important, who you are, your character, your kindness, your service to others, you know, it's going to take the number one spot in our family, because this is what we stand for. If you can do that, I mean, your kid will be at such an advantage, honestly, overall. So, and then they have, you know, our systems are for kids four to 10, the ones that we've created right now, um, because we wanted them to also have these tools going into the adolescent years, right? Which are the years that you actually really need this stuff, right? Like that's when the girls start becoming mean and, you know, the hormones are kicking in and, right? So now you're equipped with, with tools and your confidence is higher. You know who you are because you, you're a person of service. You're a giving person. You're a kind person. You know how to um, use gratitude to your advantage, right? To give yourself a happiness boost if you need it. So you're kind of equipped with all these cool tools. For sure. Yeah. That's so brilliant. Seriously. It's like, you're starting them off right. You're going to change like slowly but surely all these kids' lives, literally. Well, you know, I don't know. Brilliant. I don't know about that, but you know, I really was doing it the wrong way. And so I, you know, I figure, well, let's let people learn from my mistakes. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think if kids could have this foundation you know, mastered by time, you know, before they're a teen, I mean, imagine, right. Imagine what this world could be if we had a, uh, you know, instead of having a group of kids who were anxious and depressed and, you know, don't quite know who they are. And, um, I mean, just, you know, don't know how to take care of their environment and don't know how to handle, healthy opinions, you know, um, and forming their own views and how to handle them in healthy manners. Like, you know, if, if, if we don't change some of this, I just am a little bit nervous for what's to come, you know? Totally. I got that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is such a great like starting point, you know? Yeah. So I figure, you know, it's a good place. It's a good age to, to dial it in. You know, we're going to do some systems um, possibly for the older kids, you know, all the teen parents are like, Oh, you know, please make, you know, (laughs) those are the years where the parents are like, Oh my gosh, like how many years do I have left before my kids leave? So, (laughs) you know, we're, we're brainstorming, you know, uh, systems for the teen years and how we can expand. But, you know, before we even do that, we just want to spread the word and, um, you know, help, help parents and help kids to be able to do this because, you know, our systems take two weeks and like five minutes a day. 
Um, and the cool thing is just to let everybody know, um, you know, if you go on and look at our systems and it's not in your budget, um, you can private message me because I can help people um, create these habit systems in their own home from just stuff they have on hand. Right. So, I mean, really what you're doing is a two-step process. You are researching the character trait that you want for your child. Right. So you can do that at home. Right. Like I want my child to be kind. You need to tell them the benefits of it, convince them of why it's so important and then brainstorm fun acts that match their personality. Right. Um, or push them outside of their comfort zone. So that's the first step. And you can do that right with Google. And then the second step is now you have to put it into action every single day. Do a little act, right? So just set a little alarm on your phone and have your child complete an act that goes along with that particular character trait. And we do it, you know, there's a lot of research out there about how long it takes to form a habit. We do two weeks because that's what our home research showed that two weeks is you know, a length of time that kids can be successful in doing it. And yet we can also see a change. Mm. And when I say a change, I mean a change that I will get emails about, right? I mean, it's like a noticeable change. And so, you know, you can do this at home by, you know, just tracking your child's daily acts, right? And you can be super creative with how to do that to make it fun um, with supplies you have, you know, at home. So we just created a system, you know, that's fun, you know, like a ladybug collects her spots or a turkey collects his tail feathers because we think that's, you know, fun. Um, but it really doesn't have to be only through our systems. You know, every parent can do this, whether they have the means to buy our systems or not. Cool. No, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Great. Oh, and one fun nugget just to throw out there is um, we support um we give back to five different charities that match our character traits of our nice. systems. Yeah. And we create jobs for special needs adults um, every time one is ordered and fulfilled. So. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's so nice. So like a brand with meaning giving back. Well, yeah, we're trying to practice what we preach, right? It for would sure. be kind of, kind of lame if you're like, give, give, give. Oh, oh, I don't want to give, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, so totally. it's like, you've already started doing it you know, once you get the system and the cool thing is like, so, so the women out there who are listening to this, let's say you don't have kids, um, you can do this for yourself, right? You just say, okay, like I'm going to try this because quite frankly, one kind act a day should be inserted into every women's, um, beauty routine because it also makes you look younger. Like, decreases anxiety right and anxiety leads to like the bags under your eyes your dry skin like all that kind of stuff right it decreases inflammation like smile it makes you happier and smiling right makes you look younger and more attractive so like one kind act a day should be in every woman's beauty routine as well right so you don't need kids to do this like you know implement it at any age right it's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And watch all the benefits roll in. Right. I mean, listen, who doesn't want to look younger and more free and vibrant, you know? <laughs> right, right. And when you walk around smiling, right, which you will start to do because you'll become much happier, happier if you um, adopt some of these traits, um, you know, people will just be drawn to you. Yeah, yeah feel like even those that aren't parents will resonate with the message because oh for sure yeah sure. it's like oh my goodness am I acting that way and the reality is no if if you're not being intentional about it you're not acting that way you know you're just right. not I mean I thought of my I got voted kindest I think in high school or eighth grade and I you know I wasn't being intentional about making sure I was doing a kind act every day so if you're not intentional about it it's not happening so you need to you know, become intentional. That's so interesting that you say that about being intentional. Um, and also that you were voted the kindest girl in your class, because some people might say, oh, well, it's good enough just to be a role model for your own kids. Why do you have to like, train them like focus on those specific character traits? So what would you say to that? Well, yeah, role modeling isn't going to change their behavior. It might, um, 
I mean, it might affect uh, the way that they're thinking and some of their choices for sure. I mean, I think even more so than what we tell them to do, our role modeling, yes, it's important. However, it's not going to create a change in them that habit creation would. Um, and I, while I think role modeling plays, you know, a very important role in parenting, I think that, you know, being very intentional about, okay, we are literally building your kindness right now. And, you know, what kind act do you want to choose for today intentionally? Um, you know, it's just super important. So something that simply role modeling isn't going to do. Right. Yeah. Right. That makes total yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, Role modeling, I think, can lead to um, a good person, right? A good person. But you want a person that's going to be better than that, right? I mean, we want the, you know, like if your kid's name is John, we want John 2.0. We want the Excel version of a kid that's going to be able to be his best and, you know, fulfill his true purpose in life, right? Have the confidence to do it have the confidence to speak up, have the, you know, um, health to do it and just the, you know, the success, the happiness, all that. And simply role modeling isn't going to get your kids to the same place as intentional habit creation. Now, if you do intentional habit creation and you are a super poor role model, I wouldn't, you know, advise that as, I wouldn't <laughs> advise that as well. Although, I mean, I wouldn't call myself a super bad role model, but I mean, what happens in our house, like I was saying, is when I'm not a great role model, I just get called out on it now, you know? So yeah, be prepared when you start to help your kids, you know, ingrain this and be intentional about their acts and building character. Um, they're going to call you out on it when you're not doing it. So get used to that. And it, you know, it happens and it's good. It keeps you, you know, kind of on track but it's also a reminder that what you are doing is working, right? And they are noticing and they are noticing good, kind acts and unkind acts. They're thinking and feeling and acting differently. So that intentional though, that intentional piece of it is very important, right? We can't just say at the end of the day, huh, did I do something kind today? Did I do something kind today? That doesn't create a new habit. What you need to do is you need to start your day and say, okay, what intentionally am I going to do today that is kind, choose it, and then try to go out and do it because that is what creates the new habit, the new way of thinking. Totally, for sure. And that's why they, like in religious schools, they'll focus on different character traits for like, they'll have like character trait of kindness, let's say for two weeks or whatever. And then right. the kids have to do it because that's literally the way to, to get them to start practicing and mold that, that behavior into them. Right. And I think it's true, right? So they get them to start practicing it, but usually, you know, it's not a, okay, you know, good morning, everybody. I want everybody to choose what your kind act is going to be today, you know, right. and doing it every single day. Usually, you know, they do it once or twice or, Hey, let's be a part of this charitable contribution to make sure that we're thinking more kindly but if you don't do it every day, if you don't practice it every day, you're not going to get better at it. You're not going to change, you know, your brain's way of thinking, you know, where that's what we're trying to do with our systems, right? And this habit creation, we're trying to change the way that our kids are thinking, not just in that moment at school, right? When they're talking about it, which is great, but we want them to think differently when we're not there, when someone is not holding their hand, telling them you know, bring shoes that don't fit you tomorrow for our shoe drive. Like we want them to think of that on their own, right? To, to notice the shoes in their closet that doesn't fit. And instead of just leaving them there or throwing them away to think who could use these, you know, and how can I serve? And so it's, you know, that is habit creation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. And you just got to see the benefits. I think for kids, they've got to see the benefit, right? They've got to feel it. They've got to have that, like a physical reaction that happens when they do that. It feels so great. You know, they get happier. They can't quite put their finger on it if you don't identify it for them, but you'll notice after something like that happens, your kids will skip away, 
you know, well, you don't skip when you're upset. You skip when you're super happy, right? Because it just feels great and it gives them a boost of confidence and all that. So if you do these things every day, you know, the results are awesome. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like with adults, goal setting, you visualize what, how the way it's going to feel when we accomplish that goal. And all of a sudden it changes the motivation, you know, creates that motivation. Right. And at the same time, even, and it does, it does. But now if you don't take a step every day to get those goals accomplished, they're not going to get accomplished. Right. Like you have to actually do something. Right. And that's the whole key. And I think, you know, that's why it's so important to have this step too. Like we have so many great books out there, right? So many awesome authors that have done their research and know so much about these traits. The problem is we read them to our kids and then we say, good night, you know, and we tuck them in a bed and then the next day, nothing's different, you know, or if it is different, it's different for a day, you know, because they didn't take that knowledge and turn it into action every day, you know? to create a new habit. So that just becomes something in them that they don't have to think about so much. You know, it's, it becomes who they are. Right. For sure. Yeah. 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 Great tips for sure. Um, so here's the question that I ask everyone. Um, and what is something that you hope the next generation of women won't have to struggle with? Hmm. Let's see the next generation of women. Um, I mean, to be honest, and it goes back to what I'm doing with this project with crafting character. Um, you know, I, I hope that through my systems, I can help other women not have to struggle so much in raising awesome kids, right? Because we, you know, we all, all of us moms, and soon to be moms, you know, are, um, we have good intent. We want to raise kids that are going to be awesome, but we don't have the tools to do it. We need a simple, you know, systems and simple ways to do it. So I hope that the next generation of moms, you know, will be able to know how to quickly and easily help their children fulfill their purpose, become their best selves, you know, and easy ways to do it so that they don't have to kind of go through what I went through, which is, oh my gosh, wait, I had such good intent. <laughs> what, what just happened? The whole train just derailed and I'm realizing I'm doing everything wrong. And I know my kids are good kids, but they're not necessarily acting like it. Like, shoot, like, what am I going to do? And I think so many of us moms of today's world um, feel that way, right? Like yeah. we, we want that easy system. And, you know, that we can use to help our kids be their best selves, but we don't have it. And now we do. So that's what yes, I hope. I totally. hope with the next generation of women out there, and I mean, it doesn't have to be moms even, right? Women out there can, can sort of understand all the benefits of, of character development and building that into your own personality. And that we as women, you know, use it as well, like out in the workforce, right? It doesn't deplete you to help somebody else. So if you're a 20 something year old lawyer going into the law firm and you're picking up your coffee, you know, think of that person who isn't as popular in your law firm and grab them a coffee, text them to say, Hey, what can I grab you? Um, it'll change their day. It'll make you feel awesome. And, you know, just do it. It doesn't deplete from you. It fills you up. It gives you more. It gives you more abundance. So that's what I hope. Totally. Yeah. That's really beautiful for sure. Oh, thanks. So where can people find you if they want to learn more about you? So um, crafting character, these, you know, five um, developmental or five character trait building systems can be found in our, and you know, our stories and all of that at craftingcharacter.com, just like it sounds. So crafting character singular, like the character within us.com. Mm-hmm. And then if you wanted to find us on Facebook, again, crafting character, um, Instagram is at crafting underscore, underscore character, um, clubhouse crafting character, but the crafting doesn't have the vowels in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, that's what we're on right now. Found out about this. I'm like, this is the best kept secret ever. Like it slows aging. What the heck? Like, this is awesome. Like it makes people like, it makes you more popular. Like they've done studies, like doing a kind act a day actually makes you more popular. That's so cool. It's so cool. And it's contagious, which is so cool too. Right. So it's like the more people are positive and giving to each other and wanting to help, it makes other people want to do the same thing. Right. Totally. It's in us all. I think Yeah. Yeah. it wants to come out, but like, if I was like, Oh, I'm you know, all about me, you know, and uh, then it kind of puts your energy down. But if I'm like, oh my gosh, got to go because I'm going to, you know, help my next door neighbor, uh, roll her trash cans out, you know, she's older and that's, you know, I do that every day for her at this time, you know, you would then be like, huh. And then more apt to do that kind of, you know what I mean? I, it's, it's so like, true, by the way. It's like, yes. it's, it's funny because it's not like a competitive thing, but I think we're like, oh, she's doing that. I should really like think about yeah, what I could do right I now can to do help that someone. Easily like, too. And like a good, a good rule of thumb that I use, you know, just that you might want to apply in your life too, is like, if it takes five minutes or less, just do it. You don't even think about whether it's a yes or no. If it takes five minutes or less, it's a yes. And it's always worked. And I, I literally, I mean, you know, I have twins, one of them's type one diabetic. We didn't even get into that. So like I, you know, we're managing that throughout the day. We're up all night handling that. Like he's a unique diabetic. And what does um, that mean? Unique diabetic. I mean, he is, he swings, um, in large enough waves that, um, we were able to, get the best doctor in the world for pediatric endocrinology because she want, wanted him as a case study. Mm, wow. Yeah. So they do research on with his numbers. So, um, but what that means is that we're up, you know, one of us, one of the parents is up a lot every night. So we take different days. And so, um, yeah, there's always time like for the five minute kind act you know, there's always time to, if you're going to the store to just send a text to your neighbors and be like, we're on our way to the store. Does anybody need anything? And at first people go, what, what's the catch? What do you mean? You're going to charge me five bucks. Like all I need is mustard. But then when you go, no, no catch. Like I'm just working on making sure that I'm, you know, living the way I want to be living and making sure that I'm being kind to everybody. Then what you start to see is, well, then the other neighbors do it too. And all of a sudden you have this neighborhood that you know, people need to move from their homes because all their kids are gone and they have this, you know, 5,000 square foot home, but nobody will move because they don't want to move from the neighborhood because we are all so great to each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so, totally. um, yeah, it just sets a different tone, I think, you know, for sure. Yeah. Wait, so what's your publishing company like? Like, what is it? So all it is, is Scarlet Jack's publishing. So that is my kids' names. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so, you know, they're super involved with my company. And when I sat down and wrote my books, um, then, which is a interesting story on its own, I'll tell you that some other time, but each one, I wrote them in five days, one sitting, each one in rhyme, boom. Like it just came to me and I just, you know, and I've never written a book before. It was like the weirdest thing. But, um, when I was done writing them, you know, then it was like, okay, well, do I want to try to get with a big publishing company? Do I want to self-publish? Like, how do I want to handle this? And what I found was starting your own publishing company is actually not that difficult. Um, and there really wasn't a reason for me not to do it that way. So I just started my own publishing company so that I could keep all the control, right? So Mm -hmm. I could hire my own illustrators and have my books look the way I wanted them to look and get in the stores that I wanted them to get into, you know, and be in control of it all. Um, and it's like, it's been, it's been the easiest thing ever. And now if I want to publish more books, I can just do it under Scarlet Jack's publishing or if my kids want to publish books, you know, cause now that they've been doing the business with me, they think differently, right? Like they think in price points and patents and, you know, cause we have patents and trademarks and copyrights and, right. you know, so their little brains are like, I've got an idea, you know, that's great. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a fun thing about including your kids in the business is that, 
um, it helps, you know, when you have to spend a lot of time in it to have them be a part of it too. Not only do they give you great perspective and advice because sometimes it's just more clear with kids, right? They're not so like muddled with all the stuff that we can get muddled with. Um, but then they're also included, right? So they have a part of, you know, an ownership within them. Like that's okay. That mom's on a podcast, you know, when we're getting home from school, that's for our business, mm. you know? That is so smart. Yeah, totally. So not that they don't, you know, not that it doesn't bother them sometimes that I have to work certain hours, but they're just much more invested. It's a part of them too. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's a group effort. So if For you sure. can include your kids in that, then it's like, you know, and I, I, their opinions really, I mean, I, I think we as adults underestimate how their opinions are so helpful. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes they're just so clear, you know, like, Oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. That's probably the way we should do it. You know, it's true. Cause they don't have like all the life experience to block ideas and block right. creativity. Right. Like some of these things are just so easy for them. Right. It's like, um, no, just, you know, you probably need to do this or that. And you know, they, they're not tainted, right. With all these experiences where you have maybe failed and, you know, don't feel or whatever, you know, they just, the world is just their oyster, right. For sure. Especially if they're confident, you know? Yeah. 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 Wow. Thank you so much, Danielle, for joining oh me my tonight. Gosh. You are welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. That's all for tonight. Thanks so much for listening. Connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Carmela Cosmetics. That's Carmela with a K. And on our website, CarmelaCosmetics.com. If there's a woman in your life whose story needs to be heard, send me a message to let me know who she is and why she means so much to you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know your thoughts. We want you to feel heard. 